The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinak. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinak. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers, and even supply chain. This is a special edition of Ditch the Box, our very own best of show, where we'll recap some of our guests some of the key insights of each show and remind you where to go and listen to these shows again, if you like. But first, like we do every week, our news and notes segment. Some companies, brands, and retailers you'll hear about today, Albertsons, Costco, Hy-Vee, Whole Foods, and Petco. The news is brought to us by Specialty Food News, Just Food, Pet Food Industry Reports, Marketing Week, and Supermarket News. A federal bankruptcy court on Tuesday approved the sale of 33 Hagen stores to Albertsons LLC, returning the units to the entity that sold them just under a year ago. The court on Tuesday also approved the sale of four Hagen locations to Sprouts Farmer's Market, four stores to Smart and Final, three stores to Tawa, and single stores to Yokes Market, Statter Brothers, and Good Ford Food Holdings. These approved sales followed an auction earlier this month that netted 55 proposed sales that would raise more than $47 million. Hagen puts core stores on auction block, and Albertson's bid for 36 stores of Hagen kicks off. The stores were offered by Hagen, which acquired the units less than a year ago. A spokesman for the FTC told the Wall Street Journal that the agency did not object to selling the stores back to Albertsons in cases where there wasn't a competing bidder. Now, separate story, Albertsons filed an amended stock prospectus for initial public offering late Tuesday, saying it hoped to raise between $1.5 and to nearly $2 billion. Albertsons originally plans to hold the offering in October, but called off the IPO due to market volatility. A seeming reference to Walmart store stock crash that accompanied the revelation that earnings would be under pressure in the coming year due to heavy investments. The amended prospectus is seeking the same offering as the prior one, a sale of 65.3 million shares at a price between $23 and $26 a share, along with an over-allotment of 9.8 million shares. If all 75.1 million shares are sold at $26 per share, the offering would raise nearly $1.96 billion. 
Albertson's owner is a consortium by Service Capital Management, including the real estate companies Kimco, Claff, Lubbert, Adler, and Schottenstein stores, will indirectly own approximately 80.3% of Albertson's common stock, followed by the planned offering, or 78.7% of the underwriters exercise if the underwriters exercise their option to purchase additional shares in full. Now, an outbreak of the toxin-producing E. coli that sickened 19 in seven states was likely caused by rotisserie chicken salad from Costco Wholesale Corp., according to the CDC. Officials have not yet identified which ingredient in the chicken salad triggered the outbreak. Costco told public health officials it had removed all remaining rotisserie chicken salad from stores as of November 20th. Consumers who purchase chicken salad on or before November 20th are advised to throw the product away. E. coli illnesses have been reported in California, Colorado, Missouri, Montana, Utah, Virginia, and Washington. Five people have been hospitalized and two have had kidney failure. In 2013, Costco recalled nearly 40,000 pounds of rotisserie chicken parts produced by Foster Farms due to possible salmonella contamination. In the wake of the FDA's approval of Aqua Bounty Technologies' genetically engineered salmon last week, Costco Wholesale Corp. and Hy-Vee have issued statements declaring they will not, will not sell the fish. Although the FDA has approved the sale of uh, genetically modified salmon, Costco has not sold and does not intend to sell GM salmon at this time, the retailer said in a statement. Distributed by Friends of the Earth, a nonprofit opposed to generally engineered seafood. Similarly, Hy-Vee reiterated its stance on the issue with a statement, Hy-Vee is committed to selling high-quality seafood that is also harvested or raised in a manner that provides for its long-term sustainability while minimizing damage to the environment and other sea life. In order to protect marine resources and ensure future seafood supplies, Hy-Vee strongly believes that genetically engineered seafood has no place in its stores. According to Friends of the Earth, retailers including Aldi, Giant Eagle, H-E-B, Kroger, Marsh Supermarkets, Meyer, Rallies, Roundies, Safeway, Target, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods have policies not to sell genetically engineered or GE seafood. AMP is suing a real estate company that submitted winning bids for two of its supermarkets in a bankruptcy auction for failing to disclose it made the offer on behalf of an unqualified buyer, among other improprieties. Bitter Lee and Associates also failed to submit proper documentation to acquire the stores, evidently after encountering resistance to its plans from a landlord and union representing store workers, according to evidence filed in the case on Tuesday. Now, the improprieties forced AMP to sell the stores to a backup bidder and conduct abrupt going-out-of-business sales at both locations as problems with Lee's bid revealed themselves. AMP is seeking at least $1.8 billion in damages from Lee and its president, James Walked. During the auction of AMP stores held in October, New York-based Lee & Associates outbid Pavoda Services for the Food Basics store in North Bergen, New Jersey, and the Flatlands Avenue Pathmark store in Brooklyn offering $6.8 million and $5 million respectively for the, for the units. However, subsequent negotiations with unions representing the workers at these stores determined that Lee had bid on behalf of Francisco Jin, who operates several stores in the New York metro area under the Golden Mango banner. 
The 365 by Whole Foods stores scheduled to begin opening in mid-2016 are likely to have a positive impact on Whole Foods itself, said John Mackey, CEO, told investors on Wednesday. If you're not willing to attack your own business model, you can't expect other people not to attack it, he said. You have to be willing to disrupt yourself because others are going to disrupt you. But I don't think 365 is going to disrupt Whole Foods market at all. I think it will actually help the key brand to evolve because the stores are going to introduce some new ideas that will accelerate Whole Foods evolution. Speaking at a Morgan Stanley Global Consumer and Retail Conference, Mackey said the company is taking the best elements of competitors like Trader Joe's and Sprouts and also the very best of Whole Foods, putting them in a very compelling package and marketing them to the millennial generation. Whole Foods co-CEOs don't expect significant cannibalization from the small format, smaller format 365 stores. These stores are going to have a techno buzz to them, and they're going to be fun and very accessible. And they're going to be less expensive, and they're going to cannibalize. Are they going to cannibalize Whole Foods stores? Probably less than other Whole Foods and other Whole Foods stores would because it's going to appeal to a different part of the marketplace. According to Walter Robb, co-CEO, We see 365 very much as an and, not an or. It's something that complements Whole Foods. Sometimes the shopper may want to experience, want that experience, and sometimes they may want the other experience. Kroger's courtship of Roundy's supermarkets began with a meeting between senior executives of the two retailers in August. And the marriage finalized after Roundy's discovered the quarterly financial results would not meet market projections. In papers filed with the Security and Exchange Commission Thursday, Roundy's also detailed that it had flirted with several other potential strategic and financial buyers for all or part of the company over the past four years, including reaching out unsuccessfully to Kroger's in 2011. Their eventual $800 million merger agreement, as well as Roundy's disappointing third quarter financial results, were each announced on November 11th. The companies intend to close the deal before year end. According to the filing, talks between Kroger and Roundy's were initiated in early August when Kroger's co-CEO, Rodney McMullen, and its CFO, Michael Slotman, requested a meeting with Roundy's co-CEO, Robert Robert Mariano and CFO Michael Terzensky with the purpose of exploring a takeover. Kroger, Cincinnati, Kroger of Cincinnati made a preliminary offer later that month of $3.10 to $3.40 per share or $150 million to $165 million for all of Roundy's shares, but was informed that Roundy's Mill of Milwaukee was not prepared to enter into exclusive negotiations. The holiday shopping season has arrived, which means thousands of Chicagoans will converge on area grocery stores to buy the ingredients needed for their holiday feasts. Some stores, however, have proven to be better deal to consumers than others based upon the price and quality of their goods. Consumers Checkbook conducted a survey about all major Chicago area grocery stores and determined that area stores are in tight competitive race for consumers, which has measurable upsides for holiday shoppers. The results of the survey also showed which stores have the lowest prices and which have the highest quality of goods. Mariano scored the highest for a combined price, combined price and quality rating, but other stores beat Mariano's with lower prices or higher quality ratings. The chain, which now operates 33 stores in the Chicago area, received high ratings for the quality of its meat 
and produce, as well as the overall quality of its products. Mariano's also offers prices that are about 5% lower than the all-store average. Produce alone is about 11% cheaper than the average. The price winners may not surprise many customers, with Walmart, Meyer and Woodman's Food taking the top spots. Some of these stores, however, are losers in the quality ratings. Walmart prices, for example, are about 12% lower than the all-store average, but the store also received very low ratings for the quality of fresh produce, quality of meats, and overall quality. Of all the grocery stores included in the survey, Walmart earned the lowest overall quality ratings. Like the fast-paced world they inhabit, busy consumers demand for convenient meals Meals that shows no signs of slowing down. Accordingly, retailers are responding with solutions based upon design to enable shoppers to eat well, even when they only have a limited time to cook. Recently, Skokie, Illinois-based e-grocer Peapod, an A-hold USA company, teamed with Barilla on five more five meal kits featuring all new recipes by the Illinois-based pasta brand, with ingredients prepackaged and pre-measured to make a meal of four for four, a total of eight kits which are now available for delivery or pickup in the Chicago, Indianapolis, and Milwaukee markets. Likewise, Square One Markets Convenience Store in Bethlehem has launched a pilot allowing customers to purchase the 6 o'clock scramble fresh and fast family dinner kits, which cost around 20 bucks. For consumers outside those markets, however, their local supermarkets offer plenty of quick meal options, and they need to look no further than the center aisle, where they can find a range of products beyond the taco assembly kits and hamburger helper-style meals that have long been staples in the section. The new section, new solutions are either complete in themselves or simply augmented by addition of protein and or vegetables. To begin with, shelf-stable options have a distinct edge over the frozen refrigerated counterparts in certain key respects. The ability to take a shelf-stable meal to work or school without worrying about refrigeration is extremely appealing to many of our consumers, notes Jill Roberts, brand manager, convenience meals of the Omaha-based ConAgra Foods. Additionally, Storage space in the fridge or freezer is limited to many homes. Consumers often have more space, more space to store shelf-stable meals. Finally, perhaps in, in response to the shopper's embrace of their greater convenience and a subsequent influx of new products from manufacturers, shelf-stable meal starters after years of steep decline showed a 4.6% uptick in sales dollars for the 52 weeks ending August 29th. Okay, folks, it's time for a quick break. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. 
Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Do you know how to tell a great story? In business, the stories you tell play a big role in your success. Whether you're trying to get more clients or influence people as a leader, storytelling will help you do it. Story Powered with Leanne Pico is here to help you activate your storytelling superpower to build a better business and achieve your goals and dreams. Story Powered can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ditch the Box. I'm David Marinak, your host. We're going to continue on with the moves and notes for a little bit further, and then we're going to dig into our best of show for the year. Just two days before Thanksgiving, Minnesota-based Lund Food Holdings yanked some turkeys off from store shelves after they were discovered to have off odors. Employees doing spot checks on merchandise noticed a bubbling on the packaging of some turkeys, explained Aaron Sorensen, spokesman for the Twin Cities area grocer. Unpacking these turkeys released a gaseous odor that could lead to an undesirable eating experience, he said, noting that the company is still investigating the problem or the cause of the problem. There have been no reports of health or safety concerns connected with affected birds sold as Lundy's and Beverly's fresh all-natural brined whole turkey in four size ranges from 10 to 24 pounds. While we have no knowledge of the product posing a health or safety risk, it does not meet our quality standards, the retailer said in a statement. Any customer who purchased these turkeys between November 18th and the 23rd should return them to any Lunds and Beverly store for a full refund, the company advised. The recall does not affect any of the brand's other turkey products. The withdrawn turkeys make up 2% of Lund and Beverly's overall turkey sales, the grocer reported. Associated Grocers is celebrating its 76 drivers and their safe driving record that have recorded no lost work accidents for two years. The drivers undergo extensive training and safety seminars to prevent work-related accidents or injuries. We have never, we have never before achieved the two-year safety mark for driving without a lost time accident, said Randy Fletcher as Senior Vice President of Wholesale Operations. This is an extraordinary achievement that requires our drivers to be safe while driving every day, as well as when they are loading and unloading product at our retail locations. The most effective training the wholesaler provides are supervisor ride-alongs to provide job safety training on skills like hooking the trailers, pre- and post-trip inspections, vehicle operating and handling, shift patterns and interactions with customers and the public. The trucks are also equipped with onboard tracking systems to identify unsafe driving habits, such as smoking and distracted driving. More than 15 drivers have gone through AG's driver certification program in the last decade. The program provides an opportunity for career growth and advancement in the truck driving profession and includes in-house training, well-maintained delivery equipment, and wellness awareness applications. The company also provides a wellness program with health coaches, health fairs, and sleep apnea testing. AG distributes to 200 independent retailers in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. 
A deal has been reached for Petco Holdings to be acquired by S. I'm sorry, by CVC Capital Partners, LTD, and the Canadian Pension Plan Investment Board in a $4.6 billion deal, sources said. In October 2015, merger talks between rivals PetSmart and Petco stalled because of disagreements over antitrust. And last week, two groups of private equity-led bidders were reported to be gearing up for a, for a bid for more than $4 billion each for Petco. The other private equity group was with KKR and Company and Hellman and Friedman. In August 2015, Petco filed for an initial public offering of stock that could have valued it at $5 billion to $6 billion, including debt. And in early October, the company said it would go public again after nine years of private ownership. But later, Petco's private equity owners decided to sell the company instead of following through an IPO. In late 2014, PetSmart was bought by a private equity consortium led by BC Partners for $8.7 billion. According to sources, CBC and CPPIB have secured more than $3 billion in debt and debt financing for the acquisition. Barclays, Citigroup, World Bank of Canada, Credit Suisse, Nomura, and Macquarie have provided committed debt financing to CBC, the companies have said. The two outbid each other. Uh, the two outbid other buyout firms in an auction for the company, which had been put up for sale by a group of investors led by private equity firms TPG Capital and Leonard Green and Partners. With recent announcement of Caleb's organic dog treats have earned non-GMO product verification, the product joins at least two other pet food or treat brands earning independent verification that they do not contain genetically modified organisms, GMOs. In July, Castor and Pollux, owned by Merrick Pet Care, earned the verification for its organics wet pet foods made with organic chicken. And in August, Wet Nose's organic dog treat company also achieved the status for all of its U.S. Department of Agriculture certified organic treats. Given consumers' interest in non-GMO foods and pet foods, we likely will see more of these announcements in the coming months and years. Non-GMO project, which claims to offer North America's only independent verification for products made according to best practices for GMO avoidance, lists on its press room page 26 brands of products, both human and pet food, achieving verification from June 1st through October 13th of this year, including organics and wet noses. The Caleb's organic announcement has not been made yet on the page. Previously, the, pub, the, the project was, was provided data estimating GMO-free volume in the U.S. in 2014 at $8.5 billion in sales and more than, more than 22,000 products from over 1,500 companies. It says it's verified more than 31,000 products since its standard was developed in 2007. The rise in non-GMO products is happening globally, too. Data from Innova Market Insights on new food and beverage products show that the fastest-growing label claim worldwide is GMO-free, with more than 40% rise in new product claims from 2010 to 2014. This is a pace with current customer-consumer sentiment. According to a 2014 study of 16 major consumer markets by Health Focus International, a market research firm, 87% of consumers worldwide believe non-GMO foods are somewhat or a lot healthier. The study also finds that GMOs are the fifth top food concern among consumers globally at 48%, just behind food preservatives and eradication of fruits and vegetables, each at 49%, as reported on foodnavigator.com. The top two concerns were pesticides and contaminated food ingredients, each at 58%. Recent years have seen the launch of numerous sustainability standards and initiatives across various agricultural commodities. 
Ben Cooper assesses the significance of the new standard for sustainable rice launched by the Sustainable Rice Platform with Mars and Mars Inc. Such as the intention being paid by food companies to the agricultural supply chains, it's tempting to regard the Sustainable Rice Platform, or SRP, new standard for sustainable rice, given a high-profile launch last month. As one more initiative, another crop ticked by a major food company and covered by a multi-stakeholder sustainable sourcing program. But it's arguably far more significant than that. There are a host of reasons why this first step to standardize and notably equalize upwards environmental and social standards under which rice is cultivated and sourced globally is a landmark event. Rice supports the livelihood of around 150 million farmers globally and is the staple food source for more than 2 billion people. However, unlike others, some other commodities that have become subject to multi-stakeholder sustainability initiatives, rice is predominantly consumed as a staple food crop in developing countries. In addition to historically huge consumption in Asian, Asian countries, rice is also becoming an increasingly important staple food in Africa and is also a key food commodity in the Middle East. The proportion of, of production destined to be processed, packed, and marked in developed countries and markets is dwarfed by the local consumption and is also a crop almost exclusively consumed by humans unlike other commodities, such as maize, which also is used for animal feed. ConAgra CEO Sean Connolly, fresh from securing the sale of the U.S. group's own, own private label business, has made another strategic move, splitting the business with another. Splitting the business in two, largely branded businesses, ConAgra Brands, and a frozen potato product supplier, Lamb Weston, are set to be created. Dean Best analyzes what could lie ahead for both companies. U.S. group ConAgra Foods has grabbed the headlines in recent days with another strategic move under recently appointed CEO Sean Connolly. After announcing the sale of its own label operations to Treehouse Foods earlier this month, ConAgra has decided to divide into two. ConAgra is, is, is to create ConAgra brands, note the lowercase a, grammar fans, which will likely cover the consumer-facing products such as Orville Redenbacher's Popcorn and Hunt's Ketchup. The second company will be named Lamb Weston, which will focus on the supply of frozen food products like frozen potatoes to this food service industry. In comments that echo those made by executives at the likes of Kraft, when the splits were announced, Connolly said the separation will enable each company to sharpen its strategic focus and provide flexibility to capitalize on the unique growth opportunities in its respective market. We are very confident this separation will be the best will best position us as we go forward. Finally, Thai Union Group has said companies have lined up to buy U.S. assets to Chicken of the Sea should the Thai groups move to acquire another canned seafood business in the country. Bumblebee Foods goes through. The deal to buy Bumblebee announced last year is subject to U.S. regulatory scrutiny and is set to expire on the 18th of December. Thai Union has said it put forward its best possible proposal to the U.S. Department of Justice in order to speed up the process. The company is willing to offload chicken of the sea if it's a required condition accepted by the Department of Justice to approve the Bumblebee transaction. We plan to sell our stake in chicken of the sea, Thai Union said. They are interested in serious buyers for chicken of the sea, but we cannot elaborate more at this time. Thai Union has first invested in chicken of the sea in 1997 through Tri Union Seafoods, a U.S. business in which it was a shareholder. Three years later, the two other companies in the Tri-Union sold their stakes in Tri-Union to Thai Union. Targeting tool, which also made available through Facebook, 
uses signals based upon local market keywords and will alert advertisers to people posting or posing or engaging with Instagram content containing keywords specifically related to the festive buying period. Folks, we've got to take a short break, then we're going to come back with the best of, as I promised you earlier today, the best of shows of the year. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ditch the Box. I'm David Marinak, your host. It's the first time we've ever done a show like this where we're actually taking a look at some of our past shows, giving people a little takeaway value of what uh, we gleaned. Um, So it's more of a conversation, um, more of a uh, just going through some of the guests and some of the high and highlight some of the key takeaways that we received um, and got from these from these guests, which um, in this we never thought we'd have this type of response um, to our different guests and the different topics. So it's been quite a ride. So um, thank you to all our listeners and thank you very much for tuning in. We started this. One of the first shows we did was with Jason Wong. Now, Jason uh, is an old friend of mine from um, Roland Foods. 
who's now the VP of Sales at HFM Food Service in Honolulu, um, Hawaii. Now, he basically really went through a lot of detail as far as our time or time together working at Roland Foods, but he really has a tremendous background in dealing with major retailers, Walmart, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. And the takeaway I got from, from interviewing Jason a few times, not just on this one, but on, but on other, other shows, is that this guy truly understands the retailers, how to price things for the retailers, how to make sure that you're dealing with the, he truly understands that um, with the retailers, you've got to be at a very competitive price uh, quote if you're selling to the retailers. But he also understands from the other side that consumers buy with their eyes, um, meaning how important packaging is. So as, as you all know that we talk about on this show about packaging a lot, um, the fact that we are able to kind of inter, inter, intermingle um, dealing with major retailers, the importance of packaging, the importance of making sure that that packaging stands out and grabs a consumer's attention um, made that a very, very popular show. And, and adding to that, uh, in the same month of May, we had uh, Gary Bowen from Shannon Packaging, as a matter of fact. And Shannon is a supplier on uh, in Chino, California. Um, the beauty of dealing with uh, Shannon Packaging is they basically um, bring in a lot of stock film. Uh, remember, in, in our world of flexible packaging, uh, we're dealing with multi-layer, multi-laminated um, film. So it's got to have the right barrier properties to protect um, no matter, not only protect the product that's being packaged, but also um, be strong enough so the bag will stand uh, erect on a store shelf so it won't flop over. Um, so it'll hold the product, um, you know, and, and again, in the right way. Um, so it really and truly promotes the product and makes the, makes the product stand out and stand up on a store shelf. Um, Gary went into a lot of his, uh, his background in the right barrier properties, um, why barrier properties are so important, um, some tips and tricks to, that he's learned over the years. Uh, and I think that that was a very, very cool show if you, if you want to go back and, and take a look. And by the way, all these shows are on Voice America slash Ditch the Box. Um, that's that's um, voiceamerica.com uh, and slash Ditch the Box. So Gary was, um, was also a, brought a lot of good insight into um, all the different things that are going from risk mitigation to utilizing packaging for marketing efforts. And he gave a lot of good insight into the flexible retail packaging industry. Then we moved into, which I thought was really cool, we had the professor from OU, Dr. Yong Wang. Yong is an associate professor. Um, he teaches foundations of professional sales, marketing research, business-to-business marketing, international marketing, and marketing strategy. Now, prior to, t- prior to teaching at OU, Dr. Wang had research and consulting experiences in international organizations and private consulting firms. His research is focused on frameworks and buyer behavior. So buying decisions driven by a mix of rationality and hyper-reality, both shaped by social and cultural context. His consulting expertise includes multinational marketing research, international trade sourcing and FDI, cross-cultural negotiations, and strategic planning and branding. What was great about having Dr. Wang on was that he had the approach from not only academia and dealing with um, the young students that are coming up through sales and marketing today. He also is native Chinese, so he also understands um, dealing with Chinese factories, dealing with Chinese companies, the importance of 
communication, to be able to communicate and communicate effectively, the importance of having partners overseas, um, and to be able to really and truly share and, and um, there's so much more to dealing with China that, that really just a lot of people don't understand. And um, being that he's native Chinese, it was really refreshing to be able to kind of talk with somebody that understands um, that it's a global economy. And, you know, the days of, of um, you know, strictly we're only going to buy USA, um, that's great if you want to do that, but it is a global economy. And um, somebody else is going to buy um, very good, very good quality product um, from overseas and import it and basically clean your clock. The point I'm getting at is um, I know that there are people that think that um, Chinese factories are, um, are, are bad uh, or maybe there are some bad Chinese factories in different types of, of business. Um, that doesn't mean they're all bad. Just like in the U.S., there are some lousy suppliers. We just heard in the news and notes today about um, all the recalls of rotisserie chicken at Costco. Um, that doesn't mean you're going to boycott Costco, does it? Um, that means that, or that doesn't mean that all Costco's are bad or all chicken is bad or, or anything like that. The point I'm getting at is it's really, really important to understand um, your suppliers understand that if you truly do have a good working relationship with your supplier, no matter where you're at, whether it's China or Bangladesh or, or uh, Batavia, Illinois, the point is, is that if you have a good supplier, work with them. And I thought it was really, really cool and refreshing that we had the chance to, um, to talk with Dr. Wang. We also talked with uh, Stephanie Huang, not totally unrelated, ironically, um, but Stephanie Huang from Sealer Sales. Sealers are one of those things, the heat sealers that seal um, stand-up pouches and flexible packaging is one of those questions that we're asked on a regular basis. Um, you know, what do I need to seal the bags? For those that, that don't understand, um, you know, the, the plastic bags have got to, um, you know, you could fill the bags, but you actually have to heat two, two uh, heating elements, basically heat and seal the plastic. But there is a fine line. It's not rocket science, but it's there basically is a fine line between if you heat plastic too much, it'll burn through the plastic, and then you've burned right through it. You have to heat it just enough so that it melts the plastic but still has the integrity to hold the seal. Uh, and Stephanie really kind of has a great um, uh, background. She's a Wharton School grad, so this is a bright lady. Um, she understands all the ins and outs of dealing in flexible packaging, how to make sure you get the right sealer um, without breaking the bank. Um, she also did a lot of um, kind of shared a lot of different um, styles and, of sealers. There's foot sealers and, and um, you know, there's there's impulse sealers and there's all kinds of things that there's a lot more to it than, than people realize. So that also that was in um, June of this past year. So check out Stephanie Wang for sealer sales. You know, it was another cool thing that we, we went into. We had Kevin Lamar. Kevin's a Stanford graduate, played professional football, as a matter of fact. Uh, and he's currently the VP of Sales and Marketing of Golden Bison High Plains Bison. Now, the success has been tremendous as far as in the bison world, um, again, dealing with a um, nutritional standpoint with, with, with um, there's, there's, it's, bison is night and day above and beyond um, um, some other types of meat and protein that are out there. 
and Kevin spent some time uh, kind of discussing uh, all of those different, um, you know, what those reasons are, um, why to go down the road of the uh, of the bison over other types of meat. But what they also, what he also shared was that they're coming out with a a very very cool innovative weight management program starting in Colorado where they're located, but also plan to roll out throughout the U.S. Um, as far as um, uh, these weight ma- management programs using bison um, as one of the ingredients or one of those products that you would have on a regular basis um, as your meat, as your protein. So it was a very cool take, something I wasn't expecting, but, um, but having Kevin here was, uh, was a pretty cool thing. Then we also had Art Johansson. Art's the Director of Sales and Marketing at Tricor uh, Point of Purchase. Um, he's in Cleveland, Ohio, and what Art does, um, he really kind of was talking about um, dealing in the graphics packaging world where um, the importance of point of purchase displays, the importance of that uh, first impression, if you will, um, and how important that is, but, but really and truly taking it further. You know, We talked about the flexible retail packaging in our world but you also need to be able to kind of, when you're selling into major retailers, you've got to be able to have a display. You've got to be able to showcase those products in a way that's convenient for the consumer. And that's really what Tricor uh, and Art specialize in. And, um, you know, being able to kind of turn on a dime and pump out a very, very sophisticated type of um, display, whether that display is made out of corrugated or plastic or um, some sort of a, a wire um, that's there's a lot of cool things that Tricor can do that not a lot of companies um, are able to do. So it was a really cool take. Uh, I enjoyed having Art on the show. So and then we kind of got into July. Now we've got a few minutes left in this break. I'm going to give a, um, a a quick little shout out um, of our July guests, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about them. But in July, we had Laura Zelinsky. She's the editor in chief of Brand Packaging, which I'll share a little bit more. But it was also kind of this, this really strange month where it was kind of the, the cannabis, the marijuana um, topic of the month for some reason. We had Rebecca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation, um, and we also had George Campbell with American Green. Now, I'm going to share a little bit more about them when we come back from break. But having those guys on was really, really cool just for the simple fact that um, the pot marijuana packaging is really, really a, uh, a, a hot button regardless of where people kind of line up on the whole uh, scheme of things. And, and uh, these guys have some very, very unique takes on the industry because it's a, you know, when you're talking about billions and billions and billions of dollars, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's good and bad or both sides of the, of the coin. So having those guys, and I'll share a little bit more about those guys in a second. So, hey, folks, got to take a quick break. We're going to come back with a short segment. We've got a nine-minute segment left. I'm going to kind of clip through our best of shows. And um, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. 
At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for the second stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our final segment of the day, our best of show. As I said before break, we were talking about our guest in July. Laura Zielinski is editor-in-chief of Brand Packaging. Laura, uh, again, her background is the art and English, which led her to position of the web editor at BNP Media. She continued to work with business-to-business industry prior to brand packaging as associate editor of environmental design and construction and sustainable facility. What was cool about her time with Laura was that she really kind of had a perspective of getting your getting content is such a big deal marketing wise i don't care whether you're a big company or a small company and uh laura was you know to able to really shed light on trying to get your content noticed picked up um seen viewed and brand packaging is one of those one of those um you know periodicals uh, you know electronic and actually printed um that um is very powerful out there and that food coffee tea Space and and Laura really kind of shed a lot of light on how to get your product or get your your content noticed, how to get picked up. What they try to do with brand packaging, which is different than other publications, it was a pretty cool take. Now, as I said right before break, we had Rebecca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation and George Campbell with American Green. Two completely not not polar opposite. They're both in the cannabis, medical, marijuana, recreational marijuana business. Pinnacle, which was pretty cool. Um, they are kind of that that all around all encompassing um, consulting firm that basically companies um, all around the country that want to um, or want to understand the rules of dealing with the government regulations when it comes to medical or even recreational pot, um, you know, they've become kind of like the go-to place when it comes to how do you get your, you know, how do you package this stuff? How do you, um, how do you sell it? You know, what kind of insurance that you need? They're the kind of company that you would call if you're looking to open a business that sells anything having to do with pot. I thought that was pretty interesting. It was a, it was a pretty cool take. Um, I, I never thought in a million years I would have a radio show and be discussing pot, but it was pretty cool to have her on. Now, on a flip side of that, 
or an additional side, I should say, George Campbell was with American Green. American Green um, understands the um, uh, the importance of of how do you sell pot. Um, I thought it was really cool that the the, the backers of American Green um, really understand the um, the importance of having a safe, reliable, dependable, transparent uh, way to sell. Uh, marijuana, and what they did was created these very, very, very sophisticated retail machines. Uh, these are not your glorified um, uh, uh, cigarette machines that are that our parents used to use at the local bar or pub. Um, this is a you know a very sophisticated retail outlet that um, has everything from uh, optical scanners to looking and scanning at your license to a credit card. It literally has, you know, this, this, this real deep database to make sure that, um, that people are buying pot. Um, a, have the ability, a, have the, um, uh, whether prescription or the ability to buy this stuff legally. It was really pretty cool. I mean, these things are very, very, very expensive pieces of equipment. So anyhow, for what this worth, check those out. That was from July. We moved into August and we had Encore. Encore is a very cool uh, story. It's a, it's a company up in, in, in Massachusetts, does some really cool importing of some specialty products from overseas, from the Mediterranean, olives, rice, um, some really, really cool stuff. We had Jeremy Johnson, who's the general manager, national sales manager, and he shared kind of some of the stuff that they're doing, um, how they're building business, how they're building their business through uh, different shows, uh, fancy food show, um, the private label show, some of these others that they've been at. And it was a cool interview. I really enjoyed my time with, with Jeremy. Uh, we had Amy with Three Paws Up. Uh, Amy's the owner of Three Paws Up. It's a small outfit that's just really starting out, but she really and truly loves what she does. She cooks her treats um, herself. Um, and I can tell you from experience, because she sent us a few, that I had our crazy dog, Henry. He just gobbled these things up. So everything she does um, is made with love. Uh, this lady absolutely loves baking for her baking for dog treats and and it's it's a really cool it's a really cool story and just actually she you know you could just tell she loves what she does so that was also in august we had kevin cohen who's co or i'm sorry was ceo of fannie mae and harry london kevin was a very cool interview on the fact that i mean this harry london is a is a big time outfit uh we were really really pleased to have him come on kind of shared some of the new packaging that they kind of came up with um, at, um, at Harry London and Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae is a, um, an old 90-some-year-old uh, place out in um, Chicago. And uh, uh, Harry London is the um, uh, manufacturing facility, which happens to be in Canton, Ohio. And together, they've really pumped out some pretty cool um, chocolate and have really kind of, you know, really... And they're part. What's really neat too is they're part of that one eight hundred flowers family of, of of companies. So Kevin had um, had a pretty cool take on the uh, on the industry and dealing in uh, uh, in, the, in the retail business. And I thought it was a really cool interview. Stone Ridge Orchards and Royal Ridge Fruits. We had Bryce Dorsing, uh, senior vice president of Stone Ridge, and he kind of shared um, the story. This is a legit family farm, so to speak. They got into. Um, you know, selling their products and and then and then creating their own brands and their own retail brands and um, you know this is a legit place out of uh, Royal City, Washington. Um, just a really cool 
Uh, a is a cool guy, but he just kind of the, the family owned business and talking about, you know, driving around in tractors and things like that as they, you know, all the steps they go through to raise this really awesome um, fruit products. It was a really pretty neat story and, and, and definitely uh, encourage you to go. That was August of this past year to go back and check out uh, Stone Ridge Orchards. In September, we had uh, Linda Dickinson with USA Fulfillment. Um, she was a great interview because uh, she really kind of gave us a view that fulfillment is not contract packaging. Fulfillment is a whole different ball game. She has a extensive background in fulfillment, and that's what USA Fulfillment does. They're the kind of company that would literally, you send everything to them, uh, already packaged and ready to go, and they basically are connected with your website and will fill your orders. They'll fulfill your orders, and um, they'll act as your advocate, if you will, or your intermediary. So it was a pretty cool take um, with her. One of my buddies that was here, um, Owen Blevins, which was really a great interview. It was just kind of like two friends talking, um, and we talked all about marketing. That If you want to listen to a show um, from a guy who, who literally understands the marketing world, I don't care whether you're a small company or a big company, um, definitely look at September Owen and I just kind of laid everything out there from mobile integration to calls to action to websites, um, you know, using Twitter. It was just a really cool interview. And it was followed up by my buddy, Andrew Cousins, who's actually coming back to join us here uh, the next couple of days for another um, episode. He is just an international packaging entrepreneur. Um, He's just internationally just a really solid guy. Um, He's just got his heart in the right place. He loves flexible packaging, loves um, intricate and crazy packaging designs. And he's just the kind of guy that, you know, anybody can just kind of saddle up and have a beer with. And, um, and he's, he just was a blast to have on. That's why I really want to have him come back. And then October, we get into Melissa Anthony. She's a, um, she's the owner, CEO and founder of Anthony Barnum Public Relations. We definitely learned about public relations and how that's totally different than anything else that's out there. Um, Debbie Weil with Foxy Media, we had Debbie on about how to publish, um, how to write and publish a book. Um, we had Tom Scheiman with uh, Be a Sweetie Candy Company uh, and the F-Bomb folks on fat, how to get rid of the, uh, how to, the, the F-Bomb folks on, on their, um, their, their single-serve food products. Um, that was an awesome take on um, their, their whole kind of the F-Bomb name, and it was just a fun interview. Um, and uh, Ross Taylor and, and, uh, and co-founder Kara Leonard that live out in Flagstaff, Arizona. That was a cool interview. Really enjoyed that. And then finally in November, we had Tim Brown of Glutton Force 5 and Taco in a Bag. Uh, Jim DaCosta with Assemblies Unlimited. That was a really fun interview. Um, just again, looking at contract manufacturing. And then finally, we had Ron Bergamini, who was uh, with Action Environmental. It's probably the um, very, very one of the one of the most fascinating interviews in the fact that um, Ron's company is, is the largest uh, waste hauler in New York City and in New Jersey. So he had a real cool take on um, dealing in the, um, uh, in the inner city, uh, and he also deals a lot in the rural areas in New Jersey with trash collection, environmental uh, recycling, and this kind of stuff. So anyhow, um, folks, all of our shows are on our website. That is, uh, I'm sorry, it's on Voice America uh, slash Ditch the Box. Um, strongly urge you to go back and check out all those um, those pre-records that are already up on the site and uh, check those out. I'd like to thank my producer, Jamie Berling, our executive producer, Winnie Winston-Price. And remember, until next time, it's your product, everyone. Package it properly.
Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join David Maranak for another great show next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 